Well, good morning, and it's really good to be back with you. Now, you might have noticed that the football season is back on, and both Liverpool and Everton opened their season with a win, and it was despite the fact that things were not quite the same as they usually would have been. There were no people in the stands. But the players were ready. They were alert and determined. And it didn't just happen. They had trained and they were prepared and ready to put the effort in. During our time in lockdown, we will often hear the phrase, life goes on. And it does. The Apostle Peter, in his letter, is reminding the Christians, the Christians who are under great pressure, that their life, their Christian life, goes on. And yesterday, we saw how he was encouraging them to be joyful in the midst of their suffering. And he told them why they could be joyful. Because their hope was a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now today, we're going to see how he encourages them to put these things into action. Now don't worry, uh, he's not going to ask us to run around like football players. But listen to what he says. This is in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through to 16. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, Be holy because I am holy. One of the pieces of advice that we had from our government during this coronavirus was to be alert, to be watchful. So Peter, who while in the Garden of Gethsemane, when asked by Jesus to be watchful, fell asleep. Now here, he says to us, stay awake. He says, stay sober-minded. This means think seriously about the good things that you have as a Christian. He speaks about hope. This is not a might hope. This is a certain hope. It's a hope based on the firm foundation of the death and resurrection of Jesus. You notice he speaks of grace. And this is our undeserved gift of forgiveness from God. And it's our acceptance by God when we of ourselves don't deserve it. Listen to what Paul says when he writes to the church at Ephesus. This is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. And it's not by works, so that no one can boast. Peter, in our verses this morning, also reminds us that we are God's children. We can call him Father. We do that when we pray. Peter also says, don't just look back to who you were. Look forward to who you are now. And then he tells us to be holy. Well, this means set apart by God for God. So our character should be like God's character. 
And again, if we go to one of the letters of Paul, Paul to the letter to the Galatians in chapter 5, verse 22, he says this, But the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. They are attributes of God. They are as we should be. We should know the love and the joy and the peace of God. We should have that forbearance and kindness and goodness and also that faithfulness. So we need to be, uh, I suppose, like the footballers, ready for action. I'm going to finish this morning with, with a hymn. It's a hymn and it's by a man called Stuart Dureman. And uh, it's one that we sing very often, and we very often sing this when we go out to the care homes. And it's got a Jewish-type melody, and we sing the same verses over and over again, and each time we get a little bit faster and faster. But I won't do that. I will just read the words to you now. It goes like this. You shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and you'll go out with joy. And we usually sound oi at the end of that. So that's just a little bit of encouragement for us this morning. Let's just pray before we uh, finish. Our Father, we thank you again for the examples that you give us through those people we can look to in your word. We know that they're not perfect. They fail. They do things wrong. They don't always get it right. But you are ready to forgive them. And that should encourage us as well. We think of Peter and all the wrong things that he thought and the way he misunderstood the things that you were saying. But then, then he could say these things to us because of his experience. He knows the truth of these things. And so he can share with us and encourage us. And we pray that these few verses that we've looked at this morning will be a real encouragement to us through this coronavirus, especially if we're feeling a little bit down or a little bit overpowered by the troubles that this virus can bring. Our Father, just help us to look towards the future. Remember who we are. We are one in Christ. We are one together. And our Father, we just ask that you will continue to encourage us through your word. And we bring these things to you as our Father. And we bring them in the name of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus. Amen. Well, again, um, thank you for listening. And we're going to be back tomorrow. And what we're going to do, we're going to have a little bit, uh, another look at a little bit more of what Peter says as he encourages us through these difficult days, just as he encouraged the people in his day. In the meantime, you have a good day, stay safe, and uh, God continues to bless you. Bye now.